0: only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Hello, and welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, answering your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes in voicemail form, and here it is. Hi, Margaret and
1: Amy. I am a longtime listener of the show, and I've gained so much wisdom, comfort, and humorous perspectives on parenthood from you both. Well, thank you. I am a parent of two boys, ages five, going into kindergarten, and nine, going into fourth grade. I have been a stay-at-home mom, part-time working mom, and currently I am a full-time working from home mom, Um, and through all those different iterations of my life, after school has always been my kryptonite. My boys tend to be grumpy and typically want to do different things. One wants to play with friends in the neighborhood, and one wants to veg and be on screens until dinner. They are typically involved in one sport in fall and spring, so we are low-key with after-school commitments. I have a goal to start uh, this new school year with some parameters for after school. So I'm writing um, or sending you this voice memo to ask for your advice. What are some
0: habits or routines that work or don't work for you and your family after school? Great question. We have talked some about after-school routines, but since we are in a back-to-school season, I thought it would be good to revisit some things. I'm not opposed to kids doing different things after school. One wants to play, the other wants to do something different. Uh, It may involve setting up a little bit yourself in a space where you can see one who is playing outside while keeping an eye on another one but i don't think it's important for kids to do the same activity together after school they've been with kids the whole day they may be tired of seeing other kids and need a little alone time my first advice always for after school is feed the beast so snacks and preferably high protein snacks as soon as kids walk in the door i think that does a lot to thwart the grumpies, because a lot of kids are not eating well at school. I know for my kids, they're grabbing sometimes an ice cream sandwich out of the vending machine and throwing away what I sent for lunch. Sometimes they're eating cookies for lunch and trading away their sandwich. Uh, You don't really know what they're eating. My guess is The majority of kids are quite hungry, walking in the door, gives them some protein. I know dinner's uh, close by, but I have been known, not going to lie, to feed full cheeseburgers to kids coming home from school, to feed an entire frozen pizza to kids coming home from school. Especially that fourth grader, he's getting into a phase where he's really, really hungry. So... Feed them, feed them as soon as they walk in the door. Then we go into some unstructured hours until dinner. I'm gonna imagine in this scenario that dinner's at let's say six o'clock. So we've given them their snack. That's maybe three thirty. So that gives us 3.30 until 6 o'clock to fill. This is where I like to use our oldest friend on the podcast, the whiteboard. So putting up some structured activities. Now, this isn't for all kids. A lot of kids, they're going to go out and shoot hoops. They're going to meet up with friends. They're having fun. If you have homework, I would put the homework hour on the whiteboard so you just get it out of the way. But I'm hoping that kindergartners have no homework, and I'm hoping that your fourth grader has very, very little homework. My suggestion, homework before dinner, because otherwise you get late at night and everyone's tired and the homework gets very unpleasant for all. So I would build onto that whiteboard one of those hour blocks to do homework, get it done. Another half an hour block is a great time to prep for school the next morning. So whatever you're having problems with, unpack the bags, look at all the forms, repack them, put it by the front. I don't care when these blocks come. I'm just giving you ideas for blocks that can go on the whiteboard. Um, I like my first block after snack time to be kids choice. And that does involve screens in our house. That's a one hour block. So it is whatever you want to do. And if that's quietly playing with Legos, if that's doing full screens. I don't care if it's playing outside, whatever the kid most wants to do. Kids come home from school. They've had a brave face on for seven or eight hours. They're trying to please their teachers. They're trying to say the right thing with their friends. It's a very, I mean, spend an hour in an elementary school cafeteria. It's a very sensory, overwhelming environment in elementary school. So I like to have one hour of whatever sounds good to you to decompress. And then you can just build half an hour or hour blocks for anything else that needs to be done. One of those might be homework. I like to have one of them half an hour be you must be outdoors because I think that's, you know, another good way to decompress is to run around outdoors. Or maybe you must do something physical, whatever that looks like. Just put those blocks on your whiteboard figure out what they are. If you have a kid who's happy playing at a friend's house until dinner, I say, I love it. Uh, If they have to do homework, maybe tell them you have to come in 45 minutes before dinner and get your homework done. But in general, I think just getting the whiteboard up or piece of paper tacked to the wall where you're writing after school snack, 3.30 to 4.30, kid's choice, 4.30 to 5.30, homework time, 5.30 to 6 o'clock, get Set for tomorrow. Find your shoes, unpack your backpack, six o'clock dinner, seven o'clock reading, and then it's bedtime. Those blocks are gonna change for you, but I think if you're having a lot of problem with deregulation, the first step is for you to structure those times. And then I will say, I did this a lot when my kids were little. I had blocks. Sometimes I had a different sheet of paper for every kid. Here are your blocks, here are your blocks. I had kids who needed it and kids who didn't need it. Now my kids are early high school and middle school, and I'm telling you, we don't do any of this. They come home. They pretty much have their own routine set. But if you're having trouble after school, Go back to the basics and set up your blocks and give your kids a lot of guidance for it. And then this may fall away as they get more able to set up their own routines and find things that work for them. I hope that advice helps. Thanks so much for sending in your voicemail. If you have a question for myself or Amy, you can go to our website and leave us a voicemail, or you can send them on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, Facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash what fresh hellcast, or you can Send them to info at com. So many ways to ask us a question. You may hear yours on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening.
1: Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Bree, And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Bree, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun, so check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.